Welcome to the Ultimate Life Podcast with your host, Miles Avison. A warm winter welcome to this, our first Ultimate Life Podcast. I'm your host, Miles, used to be faster, Avison, and I'm joined here by Santa, not Claus, Sinita. Hey guys. And I have Ilya, not so shy, Kipono. Hello everyone. And last and definitely least, Henrik, take me on the frisbee train, Montine. Choo choo! <laughs> right, so let's get going. What is this? What is the Ultimate Life podcast, you might be thinking? Well, the Ultimate Life podcast is about the ultimate frisbee lifestyle. It's about sharing experiences, solving problems, and talking in general about how to be a frisbee player. Sounds good to me. And who do we hope to reach with this? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, that's that's a good. But uh, like friends, family, old frisbee players, new frisbee players, which is I think is really important to reach those that maybe just found the sport and really don't know about. Maybe they listen to the great podcast Eurozone and only know about uh, this top part of the ultimate frisbee world. We're trying to do this podcast for everyone. We hope that we can get uh, experienced players to listen to us as well as new players and uh, take away something from it. All right. And I think on the panel, we have a good representation of that. We have a bit of the old school experienced top level players. We have some not so experienced, not so. Yeah, maybe we can go through and talk about uh, how long we have been uh, playing Frisbee. I uh, I can start because I'm guessing I've been doing this the longest. So I've been uh, I'm a Swedish player. And I've been playing this sport for 24 years. This year will be 25. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I played both on the national team level. Actually, world won World Junior Championships in 2000. And national team level as well. Uh, won gold and a lot of bronze medals. So that's my experience. And now I'm uh, founder of the Dalahest Frisbee Club. And uh, because of injuries, I'm more tending to like fixing the club and having fun and do social stuff now. So, Super important role still. Yeah. All right. And what about you, Ilya? I have played for uh, 10 years, also played for uh, really different levels. And I never had a long ultimate breaks. Longest one was maybe like uh, two months of not playing and because of injuries. And uh, as a doll, extremely obsessed with ultimate, but I also do a lot of... Uh, ultimate photography on the site so that's basically my story and uh, what about you Santa can you tell well I've been playing since fifth grade so I've been playing for 12 years it's been a roller coaster <laughs> I would say but uh, yeah I've been playing for a long time and uh, in Latvia in yeah in Latvia <laughs> that's true and uh, last year I think has been the best for us because uh, in beach uh, European Beach uh, Championship, we got third place in women's division. That was pretty amazing. Go Latvia women. Yeah. Bebe. Afterwards, we went to World's Mixed Championship U24 and we got fourth place. So we were first in Europe. So Best it was, in Europe. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And you really had a chance to go, uh, actually beat some of the top three teams as well. I was watching. Yes. Excellent. And th- so those are the three Frisbee players on the panel. And then there's me. No, I've, I've been playing... Our great host, Miles Everson. Thank you, thank you. I've been playing since 2016, I think. So that's two years. Because two years injury and two years playing, approximately. That's my equation. Soft Soft 
Santos Social. So guys, this is your chance to interact with us. You can send in questions, dilemmas, problems, anything you would like us to answer. And our email is theultimatelifepodcast at gmail.com. And we already have some questions for us. Already? Yes, nice. we have some followers already. So that is Ooh, pretty cool. cool, 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 cool. Okay, let's hear one. So our first one is from Evita Rachitska, and she's asking us, is it okay if tournaments start on Friday, as it's normally a working day in many countries? Okay, interesting. Yeah, well, for me, I think it's okay. Uh, like, uh, if it's big enough and good enough tournaments. Uh, the examples that uh, spring to mind right now is uh, Hello Stockholm, which is in uh, April. Uh, which actually was going to be four days from the beginning. Um, but now it only starts on Friday and runs until Sunday. Otherwise, of course, uh, we have to mention Windmill, which is the one of the greatest tournaments in the world. And yeah, I've, I think it's okay to take vacation time off uh, and go to tournaments like that. Does anybody have any experience of this being a negative issue? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, usually it's just work. So uh, if you have a shift or something that you need to do, uh, you just cannot go earlier. So you need to either buy more expensive tickets or you can't go with others on a road trip or whatever. But right. there are issues that you just cannot get there in time. Is it becoming more of an issue? Is it becoming more of a trend to have these longer tournaments? No, I don't I don't think, think it is a trend. It's. I think there's just... Uh, the sport is growing, so that's why they also the tournaments are bigger, right. and that's why there are many teams and more games. And the ratio of of the day should be like three games per day. It shouldn't be more. So I guess that's why there are the days as they are. Okay. Yeah. So you basically you should uh, just uh, start planning tournament a year before. So like when it's over, you should already start planning to come in for the next year of this edition and start already canceling everything around this month to be able to cut the tournament. So, so it's on you as a player to plan your, your year in tournaments and what's coming and make sure that there's no problems with work and so on. Yeah, it's exactly. It's your own responsibility to do it. And uh, if you really want to get to the tournament, you do everything possible to get there. Well, for me, it's a big problem because I work as a train driver and uh, we, we actually uh, apply for vacation in January. So I'm, I have to do it now in like four days. And uh, I don't know how the summer, of course, I know a few of them, but my favorite tournament uh, that is in the, probably somewhere in August, I don't know which weekend of those. I only know where windmill is, so I, I have to guess a lot, and it's a big problem for me. Then it's an obvious solution. You need to change a place where you work, find some flexible job. Yeah, I yeah. heard a lot of stories when people are just uh, changing like zero job just to be more flexible with ultimate tournaments and ultimate career so you should think about it it feels like an obsession this can't kind of you drive thing. a train in belgium <laughs> what are the rules there well probably you would have to know french or the other language flemish flemish they speak yeah look into that look into that yeah okay thank you for the question so we can move to the next one it's from Maria Heimberg, and she is asking us about PTD as post-tournament depression. Uh, the sad reality when you come home from to normal life after a tournament. So what do you think is? Well, the obvious solution is, of course, to never go home from a tournament. <laughs> like my friend Magnus from Norway, he has this extensive like sheet he, he, like every week and he goes to a new tournament. And it's amazing. I, also, my friend Piran is like going to tournaments all the time. So this is the obvious solution. Mm -hmm. But uh, otherwise, uh, yes, of course, I had post-tournament uh, 
trauma. It's. Uh, Am I the only one that is glad to get home? No, actually, I it's the same wounds. thing for me because I love to cook, so I really enjoy my own food. And when I can't make it for a week or something, I'm just feeling sad. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm like, yeah, my dishes, my everything. I'm like so happy. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you suffer from PTD, Ilya? Actually, for me, it's slightly different because I usually uh, shoot tournaments and uh, when I arrive home and get some little rest, I usually uh, process tons of pictures and I refresh a lot of memories and actually give me like a slightly better feeling than PTD. And uh, when I share them, people are extremely glad to see them. So it's kind of like a continuation of uh, tournament memories itself. So I never experienced such a hard okay, PTD. Do you suffer from post-tournament, post-picture processing disorder? Oh, oh my God. yeah, this is actually a, a terrible thing. And uh, it hunts me so hard that I need to take some pills from it. Okay. Like it's, uh, sure it's like living hell. It's but I think you you're helping us with the PTD yourself because you're giving us the opportunity to see the pictures and relive the tournament again. So thank you for that. So you're like a doctor, Dr. Shupinov. Uh-huh. Doctor in photography. Yes. <laughs> check, out, check out at PTD photography and see Ilya's pictures. Yes. So that's it with the questions. And another thing we have is a challenge. A challenge? Yes, a every, challenge. Every episode? Yes, every episode we're going to give you a challenge that you need to do. And like you need, need to send to it to or You to need to. I mean, <laughs> you need to. You will hear why. <laughs> so we need this in our lives. What is the challenge? Sometimes? Okay, so we have a challenge that you need to send the most spirited tournament picture uh, and explain why is it your favorite. And we will choose which one we like the most and gift a Dallas jersey. Dallas jersey? We're doing that? Yes, uh, we have, are. Have the board uh, agreed to this? Not sure about that. Sometimes uh, they are among the, the, the best jerseys on the on the scene, right? Really. I mean, come on. Exactly. So it's a big motivation for you guys to send your pictures, and okay. we would love to see them. So you have our email, and we'll see you there then. The challenge is on. The email address is the ultimate life podcast at gmail.com. Send us your pictures. And now it's time for Miles' segment. Miles's miscellaneous. Every week I will uh, throw out a topic onto the floor of the panel here without any preparation for the other three guys here. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And they will have to discuss it. And we'll see how it goes. It's experimental. Be- between each other or just. Uh... Between all of us. Okay, okay, cool. The listeners might even listen. You never know. <laughs> they might yeah. even listen. <laughs> you never know. Never so know. I thought I this week, what I wanted to discuss is things... It's 2020. Yes. It's 2020. Things that should not be happening in the world anymore. Now I have an example. You yeah. want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Horse riding and horse racing. Why on earth do we sit on horses? <laughs> it's 2020, people. <laughs> I'm serious. Out of all of the things <laughs> in the world. Yes. This that, is that, at that, the that top should... of my mind. The top of your mind. Yes. I think that says a lot about Miles, maybe. Maybe even the bigger problem is a frisbee on horses. So people <laughs> who play ultimate frisbee using riding horses. That's maybe a huge is problem. That a, is that a thing? <laughs> I think there is. It should be a thing, right, guys? It must be should in be. Ukraine. <laughs> maybe only in Ukraine. <laughs> so if you're, riding a, if you're riding a horse and playing frisbee, please stop riding please horse. Stop throwing frisbees on the back of a horse yes no, but i mean does nobody see my my point why do we we don't need these animals to get to the shop we don't need these animals to kill our neighbor do we <laughs> we've got cars <laughs> i, I had a question about just uh, like 
do I have to agree to this? No, no, no. That's the that's the whole thing with the discussion. You I don't think... always have to agree. I, I, I would disagree because we are in an age of uh, nature disasters and uh, pollution. I think everybody should have a horse. We, we should sh- all get back on the horse. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We're in the age of information. Yeah. Horses aren't good at that. Well, not at delivering information. But uh, then, then again, I, I don't know. I mean, I know people say that the horses are treated well. They're trained and bred to be ridden. We don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, they, they should be wild it, and but free. They would be happier. Thank you, <laughs> Say that again. They should be wild and free. And also, I wanted to add, Hendrik, that you should just own a bicycle. It's the same horse, but without a soul. You cannot hurt it. Just ride it, same speed, same greatness, but you cannot hurt it. Yes. Thank you, Ilya. Actually, I want to thank you about that because I, I wanted to say what I think we should get rid of. Yes, good. That's yeah. the point. Of this and the discussion. Ilya's point kind of works into this because no, I won't get a fucking bike because <laughs> I am getting old. Maybe I would get a bike if we would just stop getting old. I think we should stop getting old. That's, so that's why we your, exercise. That's your thing we should stop doing. Yes. In 2020, we should stop getting old. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Let's start the challenge, guys. Stop getting old now. Maybe it's easier than to stop riding horses. I don't know. Possibly. Send in your <laughs> pictures of getting younger. Like when I was young. But come on. When I was young, in 2020, we would have flying cars. There would be like everybody would live forever. You could create like a robot self and everything. But no, we are just a shitty human bodies still. Okay, Ilya. You're right. You're right, Henrik. Ilya, what should we not be doing anymore as human beings on the planet in 2020? I think uh, obviously bringing more harm to to our planet. That's the most uh, common thing uh, about everybody discussing and we should stop doing because we are going to hurt ourselves. Hello, Greta. Are you here today? No, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a big point. It is actually a good point, and uh, I know that many frisbee tournaments are trying to uh, to help to this uh, going green. I know that uh, windmill you even pay extra for uh, all the clutter you create. So, so is this some kind of push to become carbon neutral or something? Like yeah, that? yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. But I also think it's just it's not that hard to take your own thermocup, to take your own spoon or fork, and just go to the tournament. It doesn't take so much space. So I do that every time and I think it's an amazing and you feel also good about yourself that you're helping the nature, I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe right. maybe we can agree on this one. Like I, I, I want to agree on the horses. Even like because I was kicked by a horse. That might explain a lot of things, but I, I was kicked by a horse uh, <laughs> as five year, five year old <laughs> in the head. My Say mom no thought I died. But, but still, horses are pretty nice animals and they can get you somewhere sometimes, I guess they can why don't we i mean we may as well tame bears as well because then we have uh, an animal for everyone no those, those maybe are there's not dangerous animals Let's we can not. all get on a bear no but can we can we agree on uh Ilya win, like uh, winning this thing okay do you win it is this something i can win i think you can win you can you can win at life you can win it <laughs> how can you True. win at life <laughs> did you did you want to add something santa or are you happy with these points uh I'm pretty happy with these points. There's, no, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing scratching at your brain that you want to stop us doing as human beings. Uh, oh, many things. <laughs> Choose one. I mean, many. Choose one. Oh, just um, 
just giving the right information to people. I think that is a big issue that uh, we don't get what we are thinking we should. I, I wait, sorry. No, I know what you're saying. Misinformation. Yeah, yeah the false, misinformation. News, yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it's becoming a big issue and it's even harder now that media is uh, more and more advanced. So you, they can, yeah. before everyone thought that you could be dependent on your eye. So all the pictures, everything was truth. Or credible. Everything yeah. was credible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but now picture can be changed. It can be transported into anything. So yeah. you can't even trust your eye anymore. So, so that's man it, manipulation of information, manipulation of the news, yeah. and that sort of thing. Because people are using it in that. really bad, bad ways, and I think it's terrible. I think that's why I even studied media, because I really wanted to know the truth. But uh, it even makes you feel more sad, because you know how hard it is to get to it now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. You see, this, this, is, this is what I like. Free-flowing conversation, changing the world. Because yeah. I think uh, in school we always say that ignorance is a bliss. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it, it's really true. Right. Ha hashtag Latvia? <laughs> no, hashtag world. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Nice discussion. So every week on the Ultimate Life podcast, we'll have a main theme that we will uh, we'll discuss. And we'll have subtopics that each of us will present to the group and, and discuss them together. This week's theme is Ultimate as an Obsession. And, I mean, that's something that we can all relate to. I think, who would say here that they are obsessed by Ultimate? Well, I don't know. Uh, wait. Well, I think all of my friends, family, anyone they know would say I'm obsessed because I use all my money, free time, well, everything, just to go to tournaments and go to practices and just use all my energy into it so i guess that means obsessed right you, you even traveled to sweden to do a podcast I guess. yeah exactly what about is that ultimate frisbee. i think you are very much the the definition of obsession the, the essence Thank you. From a the essence of obsession available in stores but from a positive standpoint i would say i yeah? hope so it doesn't keep you up at night crying no no i i think that uh, to uh, other people in the world like that doesn't fr play frisbee of course i am obsessed with frisbee looking at myself i don't feel obsessed with ultimate frisbee henrik i've never seen you wearing anything other than an ultimate frisbee shirt <laughs> you've seen me naked well apart from the other one yeah 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 <laughs> but uh, no but um to other people it might not be that that uh, obvious that uh, I'm not doing frisbee all the time because that's all I talk about. Wait, maybe I am obsessed, I guess. Mm. No, but I've been more obsessed during periods in my life when I really needed ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Like uh, when you go through breakup or you have some kind of depression, actually frisbee is what have kept me up, I guess. So uh, during those peri periods, I've been very obsessed with frisbee. You mean, you mean in the sense of kept you going, giving yeah. you the... the, the... The, the impetus to carry on yeah I, I, all the all the other time it's just basic ultimate frisbee obsession i guess hmm. but it's been more intense it's helped but it's helped you out of lows yeah okay Ilya? yeah and obviously i'm also extremely obsessed with ultimate uh, same as everybody here i suppose and uh, as for all my 10 years i played i never stopped for a second even during injury i was trying to Think about frisbee every day, every second, and uh, my story is as well that I'm extremely obsessed. It sounds like a AAA meeting, but it's true. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Yes. <laughs> can I can I ruin it? I'm not obsessed. You're not obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I'm just really 
regular Joe. I'm enamoured. I really like it. <laughs> a lot. It, it brings positive things to my Maybe life. we can bring you to obsession. Well, let's see what happens over the course of these podcasts. Let's see how obsessed I become. Do you think it's a yeah. bad thing to be obsessed? Well, that's the thing. It can be. And I think that leads us nicely into uh, what we have next. And that is uh, a Frisbee friend of ours, Johanna Larson, who is actually a psychologist. And she has a few things to say about obsession and ultimate Frisbee. Hello, my name is Johanna Larson, and I play in KFUM Linköping and in Valkyria here in Sweden. So can you tell us why do I want to talk to you? Because you also work as a licensed psychologist. And uh, our first episode, we are talking about being obsessed with Ultimate Frisbee. Can you tell us something about obsession and what it is? Um, I would uh, more call it passion, I think. Uh, obsession is more uh, when you have to do something, when it doesn't necessarily give you any pleasure. But does Ultimate Frisbee give you pleasure? Yes, so I would call it a passion of mine. So you wouldn't wouldn't call it a sickness? No, I would not. Uh, do you think there are people that uh, don't have it as a passion, but they have it as an obsession? There might be people, but usually when you call it an obsession, like other part of your life gets like um, have like a negative impact. So that depends if you use all your money on frisbee and then like you have nowhere to stay, then I would call it an obsession and maybe not not that. Yeah, I want to stay on the subject uh, obsession, uh, actually. Are there any good things about being obsessed with something? Well, it can. If it's like for periods of time, if you're really obsessed with something, then you can uh, get activated and do things. But usually it's have like it has like good uh, short consequences, but it in the longer term, it could have negative consequences if you don't see what it's doing with the rest of your life because you get this tunnel vision. I know you want to call it a passion, so maybe I will. Would you recommend people getting almost obsessed, but would you recommend people playing Frisbee and have it as a passion in their life, like a real passion? Yes, like have it as a lifestyle. Like I would say that Frisbee is my lifestyle and I try to, uh, well, I see like oh this weekend it's not frisbee well what am i doing then and like oh i'm going to play frisbee this weekend so i'm going to cancel these other things uh and then in the meantime see like what's good so like i would say yes it's good passion it's a fun lifestyle because you're active you meet so many people and you learn a lot about people and in sports in general, frisbee is really fun. If someone is obsessed, what advice can you give, give to the person? Maybe they are obsessed with frisbee or something else. Like, what what should they do? Like, how can you break this cycle of being too obsessed with something? Trying to see the bigger picture of it all. Like, okay, how many hours am I spending on this? Uh, when was the last time I ate? How much did I sleep this night? Or maybe if you're only sleeping three or four hours, maybe that's not so good. If if you're seeing like signs, like falling asleep really, really easily or like really hard, then maybe you should like, okay, maybe I need a break. Or then like, okay, maybe it's because I've been away eight weekends in a row for Frisbee. Maybe I need a one weekend off. 
especially if you're working full time, like it's really important to get your day off and get rest so you can get better because you want to always be on staff and play 120%. So until next time, we need to get into the head of ultimate players. Thank you, Johanna. And we will uh, hopefully get back to you in the future of this podcast uh, where you can give us an insight. Anything you want to say to your fans? My Frisbee friends, well, thank you for listening and thank you, Henrik, for creating this. It's always fun to have, you know, doing something more with the Frisbee, the passion. Not the obsession. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, so the next subtopic is Ilias, and uh, you're going to talk to us about how Ultimate changes lives. Exactly. And I wanted to start with my uh, personal example that uh, when I started to play Ultimate 10 years ago, I was uh, a shy, introverted guy with uh, not so much friends. Really? But uh, yeah, it's actually true. You don't believe me. Maybe even, not... even fewer friends. Yeah, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> even fewer friends than now. Like, yeah, I don't know how it's possible. possible. Maybe like fewer than zero. But uh, anyway, like it's gave me a huge amount of friends, a community support, I start becoming more uh, extrovertic, start feeling the support, start to find use for myself for all my qualities. People start appreciating my jokes and uh, seeing <laughs> like the mostly important start liking me for who I am, for all my qualities that I have and start like uh, appreciating me for all the things. And uh, what about you, Henrik? Did you have a similar experience? C can I ask you something first? Yeah, of course. Like uh, 10 years ago in U Ukraine, because that's where you come from. Is it, was it a big scene? Like uh, you talk about this amazing place. Was it like only in Ukraine or did, did this start off your... Because I know you go to the international tournaments everywhere now. Uh, at that time, it started basically just uh, in my hometown. And we had a small West Ukraine league of Ultimate. And I started playing there. And maybe first three or four years... I actually didn't have much experience to go abroad because it was costly, expensive and uh, hard to find uh, teams. So my uh, ultimate journey was maybe not so uh, colorful compared to what we have now, but it was a great start for me and I was feeling like how slowly I was changing. So uh, back uh, to you, Henrik, can you please tell me what like have similarities to my story? Uh, well, when I started 24 years ago, I was not that old. Um, I, luckily, <laughs> luckily, no. I was uh, I was uh, very bullied as a kid. Like I had no friends, pretty much no one. Uh, my I know that my only friend growing up was my cat Ula, <laughs> which uh, was the only per like I say person, but the only person I was talking to when I was uh, like in my seven to ten years old. Mm. Um, and uh, I changed school in uh, Falun. Uh, in Sweden and my my gym teacher slash wood uh, teacher wood carpenter teacher uh, told me that oh hey you're pretty tall w would you like to play frisbee and uh, like I didn't I have never played any sports or I didn't know anything so uh, for me I was like oh okay I don't know because uh, I don't know anyone there I wasn't shy I've never been shy in my whole life but I felt like I didn't know anyone and I the only people I knew was kind of my bully so I was worried about that but my 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 teacher told me like and this is all they told me like but you are tall so you have to come not not that I was talented from frisbee or something 
no, I had to come because I was tall. So I was like, okay, I can try it out once. And this day, it was like cold, rainy, windy day. Like the worst weather in Sweden. I think it was like late uh, autumn. So uh, a normal Swedish autumn yeah, day. Yeah, almost like summer. Uh, really cold. And like I was there freezing. I didn't have any real shoes. Everybody else were wearing cleats. I had like uh, tennis shoes. And uh, when I was throwing, I did a noob mistake throwing 45 angle outdoors and Frisbee ended up like 10 meters behind me all the time. But people were cheering me on and I felt like included for the first time in my life. And even during all these conditions, all this shit, I was muddy everywhere. My clothes were destroyed because I didn't even have like real like uh, clothes uh, for playing uh, sports. I still came back the next time. And I couldn't stop. Like, it was life every day, always playing, always go uh, doing some frisbee. Related. My best friend Matiusev and me were throwing frisbee every break we had in school, and then just from there never stopped. So, so for both of you, it transformed your lives, complete turnaround. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. How do you feel when hearing this? Because your your life haven't been transformed. No, it hasn't been transformed, but it's been it's been has it changed? It's been improved. It's been brightened. It's been widened. How? More injuries. Uh, no, <laughs> more more places, more people. You know, a new sport. I I'm I've always done some kind of sport, so it was nice to find a new one. And I and um, I think my my subtopic later will touch on this a little bit. But it's what you just said. It's it's such an inclusive sport. Um, so we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah. Santa. Well, for me, I started so little that I don't even remember my life before frisbee. So that's so <laughs> weird. Like I can't even. How imagine. old were you? So fifth grade. What is it? Uh, like eleven? No. So it didn't change your life. It formed your life. Yeah, it basically formed my life because I didn't do any sports before. Maybe uh, like running in school, something. That's mm. not really anything, but. Uh, my sister started playing ultimate and i really wanted to be like her <laughs> or something because she was just a bit older than me and you know how it goes with sisters so i just wanted to go to frisbee so so much and then Does i your sister still play no <laughs> that's an interesting thing but no okay. and uh, then i started playing and i never stopped then i got in shape and uh, yeah felt be- better than i ever could so it was really nice so I want to summarize all the topics that ultimate is exactly change our lives and it changed it irrevertibly. So uh, I think Alvi can agree on it. Yeah, of yeah, of course. And uh, even late, late in life, young in life, we have all the like situations. It gives us new direction. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so on our theme, continuing on our theme of ultimate as an obsession, our next subtopic is yours, Santa, and it's an interesting one. Dating, <laughs> dating in Ultimate Frisbee. Elaborate. Yeah, I think it's become a really interesting topic because a lot of people wanted to know opinions about this. And it is that uh, almost everyone has dated a Frisbee player. Is that true, guys? Have you? Uh, well, well, I have, but uh, not everybody in the world have. Oh, yeah. I must everybody maybe should do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I dated... Uh, both uh, frisbee players that were frisbee players already, I dated normal people, so to say. <laughs> muggles. <laughs> muggles, yeah. Let's call them muggles. That uh, I turned into frisbee players uh, and then broke up with them. <laughs> 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 I 
That's what I do. <laughs> okay, so you just brought them into the world of to frisbee. end it. Okay. Yeah, sure. No, no, not really. I I haven't. Sorry, I'm I'm I, I feel I'm I'm forming my role here as the naysayer, but I think we need that. We can't all be the same. No, I no, haven't I dated an ultimate frisbee player that I know of. <laughs> that, that didn't help. <laughs> Ilya, <laughs> what about you, sir? Uh, yeah, I dated uh, ultimate people, of course, uh, as all normal ultimate person do. It <laughs> happens for everybody. You cannot, and it happens for you maybe someday. So, uh, well, we'll see. But, so it's part of the culture. Is it fair yeah. to say part of the ultimate frisbee culture is to date one another? It's yeah. not the culture. It's uh, more. It's the community. It's like we're so close to each other. We're all friends. So that's just happens sometimes you know we also have these parties <laughs> that, <laughs> things that, that, happening parties that, that uh, helps a lot I think. <laughs> yeah, it helps a lot so it uh, that's uh, why we got to this topic because uh we wanted to talk about the pros and cons about this why is it good or not good to date a frisbee player and uh, i think i could start with the pros that uh, of course it's cool to spend a lot of time together it's uh, traveling together getting memories uh playing with each other, helping each other on the field and off the field. And uh, I Have, think... Having sex in the tents. <laughs> yeah. At tournaments. <laughs> but, but that said, if, if Ultimate is your obsession and you're dating someone from in that world, how healthy is that? Really? I think it's pretty healthy. Okay. <laughs> because uh, it's a sport. We still kind of split your life in not sports and sports, right? So... Yeah. Uh, so it's also in the relationship. Uh, you are with someone you don't necessarily talk about frisbee all the time and do stuff with frisbee. It's just one part of what is uh, your like hobby together. Well, I will ask you one thing then. You're saying this is positive, but I w I would give you if you're in a relationship with with a frisbee player and you're feeding each other's obsession with this sport, which is fantastic. Yes. I think I agree, but you're feeding Feed it. it you're feeding it to each other. But what the rest of your life, the muggles, the your family, your friends that are not playing frisbee, aren't they suffering from it? Aren't you suffering from not hanging out as much with them? Good question. Hmm. I actually, I don't think so because my friends really appreciate that I play frisbee and they are really happy of achievements that I get or whatever that is or travel the world. So they are really uh, happy about me. And they don't feel it as I'm like leaving them out or something, because uh, uh, so as we do, said, it's a community. You do so. have friends that are not in the frisbee world. Yes, I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although they have played before or something, they know about sport. It's not okay. that like I think I brought them into the sport. I guess also. Yeah. So no is the answer. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I have some. I have some. <laughs> but mainly, of course, they are frisbee players because they understand what uh, what the sport takes of you and of out of your life and the time and the energy and everything so it's much easier to of course be with someone who knows ultimate okay yeah Ida, what about you what, what do you think about this topic yeah i'll think like also it's uh, can be a pretty complicated topic mainly yeah one of the cone when you are like uh, breaking up with a frisbee person you still need to like you still see this person around the community because uh, very very good point because the community is uh, so small, you basically know each other really good, and then you're, it's hard to have like still good relationship with this person because you still kind of like sharing the same uh, 
places you sometimes even play in the same team which is a really hard topic like mm-hmm. according to my experience so uh for me it's also a really great thing and at the same time it's a really can be pay- a painful thing uh do you think guys same way yeah yeah well i had that experience pretty new, like fresh not super fresh like two years ago i broke up with my ex which i brought into the sport and for me it was really hard because we went to the same tournaments we didn't play on the same team because we couldn't do that but we went to, to the same tournaments and i felt like it was for me it was a problem because i didn't feel like we really solved everything and uh, going to tournaments like brought up that scar all over again all the time so uh, yeah it, for me it was a big problem but i still recommend dating frisbee players uh, because you might just end up uh, with someone for the rest of your life having kids yeah. we see we see like second and third or fourth generation frisbee players now it's like anywhere isn't it it's like dating someone from work or, or another hobby or someone in in the same area you're going to run into them wounds are going to reopen yeah, you're going to get on with it yeah it's just that uh, when when you're obsessed with frisbee with ultimate frisbee it kind of sucks to have something bring it down as well sure because this is the the big thing like work sure you can but you can take that you know, and you, or you can change workplace i don't want to change sports i don't want to go anywhere else sure i can maybe sh- go to other tournaments but mm, i don't want to miss the good ones tricky yeah tricky. it is really tricky isn't it <laughs> but i think it's a good point and uh, cuz i've also had that i had that i played in a team where i have two of my exes <laughs> So that was pretty awkward. But you could make make a team of exes. How's that? San Texas. That sounds so terrible. We just collect all exes, like not like one person, but we take person that has frisbee players and are exes and just put them in the same team. Oh god. Okay, this that is would spiraling. Be so bad. This is spiraling. Yeah, Save the I'm feeling a little bit bad yes. actually. <laughs> uh, one con that I also had in mind is that. Uh, for for me, Zabo, it's really hard to say your love that he's doing something wrong on the field or something like you get more irritated if he does a mistake. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's just a thing, and it's just so annoying. I don't know. Have you ever had that? No, that's just you. <laughs> I think so yeah, too. True. <laughs> no, it's I just so think strange. that because uh, it's the same sport, and I want him to succeed, and I want him to get better. So I feel more about his mistakes than he does, I guess. Because I want would, him to grow. Would, but would you say that you're also biased to, uh, like, you think he's better than he is? No, I think he can be better than he is. He should be. We, we will, <laughs> Hello, Marcus. We, we will, gi- <laughs> we will gi- give Marcus a call after well, this. Well, Marcus, the email is the ultimate life podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Ask me questions. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> That's definitely going in there. Yeah. But I just think that... Uh, you just want to motivate the other person, but everything you say gets personal because you're together. So it's kind of a hard ground. You need to someone else to say it or something. Yeah, I, I actually had a, not exactly that problem, but uh, with my ex, uh, because I wanted her to improve and uh, I wa- she wanted me to help her improve as well. But uh, since we were together, uh, she when she got irritated with other people telling her how to play, she kept it for herself, but when I like said, "Oh, maybe you should do it like this," she got really angry about it all the time. So and and then I stopped saying anything, and then she got really angry for me not helping her. So it was like 
just shitting on Henry. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Because I also, like, if I say something, everyone gets mad. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. Yeah, you're, you're never the good guy in this uh, situation. But, yeah, I also have the topic of... Uh, we were thinking, uh, how can you pick up a player? <laughs> so, pick do you have any... Player. Yeah, pick up a player. Yeah, well, I know that Ilya has been very good at uh, picking up players. So... Uh, Ilya, can you give us some insight about how how to pick up girls or guys, whatever you just, prefer? Just uh, super simple. You just basically need to use the uh, ultimate frisbee pickup lines, and uh, if you have any, you should send them to our all email, which is uh, the ultimate life dot gmail. Something like that. No, definitely. It, it, it isn't that, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Ilya, can you can you give us before we move on to the next uh, subtopic? I think could, could you give us one pickup line? Oh my! I need to remember one. Or you have one? Maybe. Can I help you? Uh, I think it was I. C- I will violate your disk space anytime. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Yes, indeed. And if you are into like uh, meeting several people, maybe you can say, "Hey, babe, do you want to go and dump?" And swing with me. <laughs> you see, this is the bit where the, the beginners out there have no idea what we're yeah. talking about. Well, yeah. you will get it when you start to practice, so please do. In the future, <laughs> we will have an episode where we talk about uh, communication and lingo about Ultimate Frisbee. So that's a very, very important. That's some, something to come back for. Yeah. Yeah, so I think my uh, topic has been uh, talked out. So let's move to the next point. Thank you, Santa. Our next subtopic on... The theme of Ultimate as an Obsession is Henrik's, and it is seeing the world. Seeing the world with Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, because it is a thing. Like, growing up as a junior, I saw Sweden. That's what I saw. I Because Sweden, the uh, Ultimate Frisbee community, is a little bit boring, I gotta say. We don't travel much, or at least we didn't do during the 90s. Maybe it's a generation thing. But uh, I, I only saw Swedish tournaments. But then... When I got older, I started traveling all around the world and uh, seeing places that I would never visit otherwise. Like, I've been to Ukraine. I don't think if I didn't play Frisbee, I would have no- never gone there. I'm very happy that I did because Ukraine is a wonderful country. And I even go there like three, four times every year now just to visit, not even for Frisbee. So it's, it's somewhere you might not have chosen to go otherwise. Yeah. So... Uh, Tournaments takes you to places, but I, I also think that like people you get to know bring you to new places around the world. And uh, so, have you guys been to any cool places you wouldn't have ended up in, or maybe not this fast? Like, what are your experiences? Yeah, for me, like uh, last October, I went for a tournament called uh, Copa Pesca Disco. It was a twentieth edition of a wonderful head tournament on the beach island of uh, Spain and I had a really grateful time there and uh, so it was so lovely at the same time I will never go there just myself just to rest or have fun it just was decisive only because of ultimate and uh, I was extremely happy to be there uh, what about you Santa did you get any places well like I've this? been to many places because you're you're a traveler like I in am. essence yeah <laughs> i love to go to places uh but uh, yeah for me ultimate i just want to travel more like i go there in frisbee and we just stay in this one spot and i kind of don't like that like i love it as an ultimate thing 
but uh, if i want to travel i would not do that because i really love to see everything explore and i just see this one part of the place and it's not it's bothering me sometimes so uh i really would like to see it more so maybe i should stay more days or something like this but uh, so you you get to see the world but not really yeah exactly like i see i think first time i went to italy i went to what was it Lecco, i guess Lecco. Yeah, oh, yeah i went to Lecco, and i didn't even eat pizza <laughs> scratch the whole thing exactly <laughs> yeah. i felt so sad because i know the tournament for us was for the team was really really hard and i couldn't even walk i couldn't put my slippers on because my feet were hurting so much so i couldn't even go to the city to go buy pizza <laughs> it oh was God. it was terrible so i just stayed there and i didn't see almost anything i just saw the pretty lake and that was it so Next time I went to Italy, I went to Venice this year. <laughs> so, okay, sorry, last year. Last year. So uh, it was amazing. Venice was beautiful. And uh, we stayed two extra days so I could see all of it. So it was it was. And really I saw you in Kaole. Yeah, suddenly Miles just shows up you from see, nowhere. This is the thing about not being obsessed. You get these positive <laughs> surprises from nowhere. I was in Kaole for another reason. I was there for a wedding. And then I something popped up on my Facebook. Somebody was tagged in a tournament in the very town that I was in. So uh, and I was involved in this. I was so it's all like, yeah, you have to go there. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't planning to go. We just we we jumped on a bicycle. We got from the hotel and pedaled our way out to this tournament in the middle of nowhere, covered in flies, and watched Santa here from our panel play super well. It was great. It was a surprise from nowhere. I yeah. saw the world. Yes. Oh my god, I have the best story ever about this one guy who gave us... Uh, he was We were couch surfing in the Poland and he took us in and he was so, so cool and he drove us around and he, he helped us so much. And then uh, I went. we went to Portugal and he just uh, wrote to me like, oh, where you are? I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm in Portugal. It's really cool. He's like, I'll be very close. It's so cool. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I go to this game against Russian girls and he is on the side. <laughs> so he went there just to look at our game. It was so amazing. That's, that's amazing. So he surprised you. Yes. Yeah. And he's not an ultimate player at all. He didn't know the sport, anything. Mm. But he saw us and he said we're so, so cool. And he took photos with us and stuff. And he said we're uh, his uh, favorite ultimate team and the only one he knows. <laughs> so afterwards... Well, pretty, pretty easy to choose that one, <laughs> exactly. I guess. Yeah, but that, that's cool. That's yeah, and then he just came... And, uh, just look, looked at our game and talked with us and it was just so, so cool. So, one of my best memories traveling is actually with you, Santa. Uh, was it two years ago? I suppose so, two summers ago. Oh God, we are, get, we are getting old. Mm -hmm. oh. No, uh, there was this tournament in Belgium, one of my favorite tournaments, I don't care at all. And uh, That's the name of it, he does care. <laughs> yeah, I, I care, <laughs> the tournament's name is I don't care at all. Care at all. By the flying rabbits, maybe that explains why. But uh, so I wanted to go like um, by car, and I asked uh, Santa to uh, see if she wanted to go go on this road trip with me. And, and I said yes, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it was amazing. We we flew, both flew to we, we checked where it was uh, cheap to fly to, mm -hmm. which was in Belgium actually. Surprise. And uh, <laughs> then we went to the car and uh, we also had our friend Gundega with us. And uh, we just went uh, driving uh, into Brussels, staying with the rabbits, uh, like meeting different culture, which was amazing as well. Like they they had a bar keeping open at the, their practice 
extra hours just to, for them to go and party at <laughs> after the practice the, like amazing and we went to paris we stayed with this great guy uh, michael that uh, opened his home for us and uh, we went before uh, the notre dame burned we went there and uh, checked it out went to the eiffel tower and everything and we really made a trip out of it mm. and at the end we ended up in uh, this <laughs> middle of nowhere place <laughs> yeah. Longlier in, in south of belgium at one of the best tournaments ever in the world and i think it was cool also that we were hosted by all ultimate players so we just met so many new people and it was so amazing and that's what we we're talking about this community that mm. you can uh, not know these people but you trust them you uh, uh, like open your home just because they're ultimate players and you know it's going to be fine and they're going to be lovely people so i think yeah. that's so, yeah, so I, amazing. i do the same thing here and like if you hear this uh, like if you want to come to stockholm and check it out i always say this when i new, meet new people come to stockholm i have a couch or take my bed i sleep <laughs> on a couch no problem this is, this is brilliant this is what ultimate is all about the family yeah why not share why not share your stories with us your travel stories your seeing the world stories send us an email let us know Ilya. Yeah, and also I wanted to share like that basically I defended my PhD last year and I spent whole year unemployed just traveling all over places playing ultimate. Sometimes I have even no breaks and I just come from one tournament to another traveling all the places. And most of the amazing thing here, I didn't spend that much money, mainly because there was a person who was able to host me. The person who I have some agreements, like I shoot your tournament and you let me like cut my... Uh, player fee or other stuff so and the whole year was all the way almost like this and i was so happy to just see all the different cultures and also sh like expand my ultimate uh, geography and uh, just enjoy my life that's all all it's about that's amazing sounds amazing it's perfect that's what it's all about yeah mm -hmm. great my, my miles before yeah. we, we end this uh can you t can you tell us about some kind of trip you made that was frisbee related to another country. Sure. That was your a good memory or a bad one. I have very fond memories. Of, I think it was the same summer. That wasn't the summer with your with your camper van, no. No, that was the summer before. Okay. Same tournament though. But yeah, that that summer for me was fantastic. I I've never done anything like that. I started off in in the south of Germany at a tournament there, which the name of which. Yeah, that's right. You went to two tournaments. Memory. Well, it feels like a lot more, but I did two. So where Il in the period where Ilya might have played seven tournaments, I managed two without <laughs> Remember injured. that that uh, <clears throat> Miles is twice as old as Ilya. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know, but yes. So I, I did this amazing road trip from the, the tournament in Germany up to Berlin to catch up with some friends there. Um, and then we hung out in Cologne, I believe, helped Henrik with his broken down camper van that, that, that's a sad it, story it for itself it sounds like henrik yeah it all just tied together with that that same tournament i don't care at all in belgium which is amazing yeah, tournament guys sorry tournament. sorry but we're gonna lift this tournament to the skies yeah. it's like Sponsorship. a mini windmill <laughs> all right so I, does that tie up that topic there's so we much to say that. about this, but, we, but we, can, I, we can revisit this. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we're we, gonna revisit it for it's sure, a, like a, travel stories big, like this. It, it's a big part of yeah of, of the ultimate world, so we'll come back to this. I'm and sure. it adds to the obsession. So I know we can continue. Oh. What do you have uh, on your mind, Miles? Well, my my subtopic today 
has I think it's been touched upon by all of your topics, and that's inclusion, inclusion in in ultimate. And for me, that's a big part of the attraction of this sport. And by that, I just mean basically anybody is welcome. Anybody can play with anybody at other levels, other genders, other ages. And I've experienced all of that firsthand. You know, I, I started quite late, um, approaching 40, and I've played with players that play at the national level. I've played with people that are worse than me. I've played with um, both genders. I've played with all ages and it's, it's amazing I've, I've never seen that in another sport so to me that's still surprising i think you people that are experienced take that for granted but for me that's a huge part of the the attraction i don't know is that weird no no like you said we we touched on this especially what i was talking about i was included to this frisbee family when i was young coming from no no friends at all mm. to suddenly like having friends in ed's being <laughs> really small village in Sweden. Uh, Gothenburg, Stockholm, everywhere in Sweden. And even uh, starting to know people from, because we had Finnish people, uh, juniors coming over to play here. Like my, my world broadened so much. It's, ama- it's amazing because the ethos with other sports is the opposite. Yeah. You are put in a box with someone of the same level, someone of the same gender, same age, and you're expected to compete with that in that team with other people of the same ilk. It's nothing like this. I never and actually thought about it like this because I think I just so because it's grow your up world. in this. Yeah, it's exactly. Wow, so I see it with new eyes. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. And uh, this inclusion thing is something we, we really work with in, in our my, our club, uh, the Dalahest. We, 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 we jokingly call it like the Dalahest family, but it is a family. Like... I feel like uh, around this table, I have brothers and sisters, uh, sister, <laughs> maybe Ilya as well. <laughs> no, but uh, it, 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 you get so close to these people, both because of this sport you're playing together and also this uh, love you feel because this is someone that gets you, like th- someone that knows why you do this sport, why you think it's beautiful when a disc flies through there and like... You just understand one another at the basic level, and I like ninety percent of the people that play frisbee. You know that they are awesome people, Fr- new friends just to discover. One of my favorite examples of uh, inclusion in ultimate is a head tournaments when you basically uh, mixed up people of all the possible different levels, ages, uh, like all the possible uh, views on life, and. I really enjoy to see when uh, family members of the same family playing each other, like father and a son, wife uh, and a man, or like all of them together playing in one team and having this great bond in a team. And same time, everybody is uh, happy to play against them, playing with them and everything. And it's creates some kind of really special atmosphere than I only seen only like in ultimate scene, like in my life. I never seen same thing everywhere else. So it feels like really special. It's beautiful. I mean, if I if I can just say one more thing, which, which is, I think I've asked two or three people that I've been playing on a team with, usually the Dala Hests, um, are you not concerned about those of us who are less experienced bringing down the level, you know, me, me making you perform worse in the tournament? I think one of them might have been you, Santa. And every time the answer I get is, no, the opposite. 
It's fun to play with you. It's fun to see you improve and and get through the tournament, however, to the best of our ability. Yeah. And just that sums it up for me. Yeah, because I also think uh, it would never, like, take down the tournament uh, because you go for different kind of tournaments for different reasons. For for example, for the world or something, of course, you are going for high level. The team has been chosen by some train like coach or something like this. But for the tournament, it's just mostly just improving, uh, letting others improve, uh, taking your skills and helping others so and having fun. So I think that's... Yeah, I've never actually thought about well, it when I you mean, said it. Take, take your example, <laughs> example again. If you, were, if you were a football player or a volleyball player of your level, you would be playing only at that level. Yes. Most likely. You wouldn't be mixing with other levels, going to fun tournaments, partying. So it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I also think that we should mention uh, one of the reasons why our sport is like this. And I think it boils down to how the structure of our uh, sport is. The spirit of the game that we don't have any referees, stuff like that. We have to like communicate with each other. Because uh, I actually played a little bit of soccer when I was growing up. Very little because everybody was bullying me. but pretty much when you went to tournaments and stuff, you were supposed to hate the other team. You were not talking to them at all. The only like communication in between was shouting at the referee because that guy or girl did something wrong. Like they, There was no discussion in between and you had no reason to get friendly with these people. And, and I know that soccer today is actually trying to learn from what Frisbee has built already. So I think it's really important uh, that we mention that spirit of the game and how the, our sport works is something that brought us to this. Why we have this wonderful community, this wonderful Frisbee family. And that, that is very relevant. And I think in future episodes, because we've got so much to talk about, we've got these things that we have to cover that, you know, that are very familiar to a lot of us, but not to everybody. The spirit of the game, why it's structured like it is. Could it be different? Could it be improved? We've, we've got a lot a lot to cover. All right, I, th- I think that rounds off nicely the, the subtopics that come under the ultimate as an obsession theme that we've had this week. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time to move on to the next segment, and that's Henrik's Hustles. Henrik's Hustles. Yes, so this is a segment that you listeners also can play with us. Uh, I'm going to challenge our panel to find out what is the truth and what is not the truth. I'm going to give four statements. It might have something to do with today's topic or with Frisbee or in general like something about lifestyle or life. I suck Anif- at these. Anything, it's pretty much anything. Oh, I suck at these really yeah. hard. <laughs> so, uh, three of these uh, are true, and one is not true. So, you have to figure out. You cannot discuss uh, between each other, but uh, you might get uh, lucky and be lost and hear the others like think about this. <clears throat> so, I'm going to give the four statements. Statement number one. The second World Championships of Ultimate Frisbee was played with a hot box in the end zone, worth 5 points. The rest of the end zone, it was worth 3 points. Statement number 2. OCD, it stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. 
about 1 in 20 people has OCD. That's almost 5% of the world's population. Statement number 3. So, it's a well-known fact that Ultimate Frisbee is played on grass with 7 players. But did you also know that about 7 million people around the world play Frisbee from more than 80 countries? Whoa. Statement number four. There are four? <laughs> I thought there are three. Oh my god, okay, continue. Statement number four. In 1980, the first Ultimate European Championship was played in France. Winners, Finland. Second, Britain. Third, go Sweden. Okay. So wake me up. I mean, carry on. Yeah. Now you have to figure out which of these. I can uh, remind you of them, of course. But Miles, can you guess which one is the false one? Right. Okay. So we have we hot spot in the end zone. We have seven million players. No, uh, we have hot spot in the end the zone. We Doesn't have uh, that mm -hmm. one in twenty has OCD. That's almost five percent of the world's population. Uh, and then we have 7 million people around the world playing Ultimate Frisbee. 7 million Frisbee. players. And in 1980, the first Ultimate European Championship was played in France, won by Finland. That one sounds true because it's boring. Um, <laughs> are you sure it's 1 in 20 have OCD? Is it not 1.1 in 20? That's for you to figure out. Do you have OCD? I don't have OCD. Do people who have OCD know they have OCD? I don't know. Hmm. Uh -huh. 7 million frisbee players yeah. in 80 countries from more than 80 countries so ooh, 7 million that's a lot that's a big number and the hot spot in the end zone yeah you get 5 points from that if you just catch it in the end zone you get 3 points now that's the sort of thing I can imagine being true because the game was evolving and just beginning so I'm going I think I think I call bull on the 7 million players in over 80 countries. That's my 7 answer. 7 million. In That's my final countries. answer. Okay. Miles has made up his mind. Santa, can you guess? Oh, I suck. Or do you know even? I don't. <laughs> everything, like if you think suspiciously, everything sounds like lies. <laughs> it's all lies. Uh, Maybe it's a twist. Maybe they all are lies. No, please don't do these things to me. <laughs> <laughs> About this. I was thinking that this might be the fake one, because I haven't heard that ever. I should, like, if I played this my whole life, <laughs> I should know some facts, but if I don't, then it's sad. Uh, but did, also, you, did you know that it was popularized in 1975? Might be, yes. <laughs> huh? I know how it was made, but I don't know the rules that were made. But uh, the OCD thing, I would say it can be true i mean yeah it can and then what's left seven million and france i would also say that france is true so i will go with the frisbee and the square thing i would say that the first uh, sentence is okay okay Ilya. uh for me it will be much simpler so uh, <laughs> there is three frisbee facts and one non-frisbee fact so i will go with uh, ocd because it's not related to frisbee i think but it is, it is related to today's topic, so it's not like completely... About the uh, obsession, yeah. uh -huh. but not with ultimate obsession. These people who are like 
one or twenty is not ultimate obsessed, hey, right, Henry? Try and talk him out of his answer. No, so no, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. He, 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 he thinks that was a random fact. Now we see that you're highly educated. You're the only one who really legit thought about this. And I'm also seeing that Henrik does have OCD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimate OCD, Henrik, right? So, Ultimate so, obsessive so, compulsive so you, disorder. You, you just, uh, that's your answer, final? Yes. Okay. So let's take this from what no one went for. Uh, which is that in 1980, uh, the first European Championships was... Uh, played in France and won by Finland. That one is true. Yes. Okay. So, As he so. said, boring. boring. <laughs> Should have happened. And then I thought, and then, also been a decoy. Yeah. then I guess I will take these from in the order they are coming. So uh, number one, uh, the hotspot in the end zone, giving you five points and three outside. Otherwise played uh, almost same as we do today. That one is actually true. Okay. Yo! Got me. <laughs> okay, so, I never thought about it like that. I thought it's more like this box thing and I thought about it as a box and then nothing else. Not like the frisbee field. Shit, what's going on? Yeah, no, I don't know why. No, 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 you can't talk your way out of it. Yeah, mm. I can't. No. So Busted. either Miles is right, thinking there aren't 7 million players in the world, or... Dr. Ilya Shipunov thinks that OCD thing about 1 in 25% of the population doesn't have this. So I can tell you that today Ilya is the winner because uh, there are actually a bit uh, overcompensated. Uh, the real numbers are that about 2% of the world's population has OCD. Well, that was simple to guess, I think. Nah. <laughs> Three facts and one on Frisbee. You just need to think about it. Well, I I didn't sweep you guys, which which would be, have been awesome. I don't know how our listeners uh, went at home. I hope you guys got it uh, just as Ilya did. So one second, you're saying there are 7 million Frisbee players in over 80 countries. Yes. That's a lot of dating. <laughs> That's a lot of potential dates. Yeah. Wow. That's what we said, that we should have an ultimate dating app. If you got it uh, got it right, please uh, please share on Facebook on our post and uh, stuff like that. I'm gonna write one after this episode is released. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Henrik. Next segment: Ilya's insights. Ilya's insights. So uh, this segment will be basically about uh, me giving you some insights on some ultimate related topics and uh, the next week we'll have a discussion about photography inside ultimate so we'll tell you about uh, is it possible to make a career of making the uh, ultimate and uh, which photo gear we should use and also maybe some little more insights of how to appear on tournaments and all the other stuff so stay tuned i'll tell you much much more about uh, ultimate photography all right great um okay this segment is an interesting one it's called upcoming tournaments who is going to tell us about that yeah well uh, upcoming tournaments we're not going to talk about uh, all the tournaments that's rest of the year but we're going to focus a little bit about uh, some in february both uh, like uh, uh, top level and also some uh, grass root level i guess Ilya, can you start us off yeah so uh there will be a first indoor 
European Club Championship Woohoo! in the history Finally. of Ultimate Frisbee in Europe. And it's gonna happen in Denmark in the end of uh, January, uh, first days of February, like the first community edition. And I will be one of official photographers of our tournament. So if you're there, you're welcome to come and ask me to make a picture of you. I will uh, gladly do it. And of course, I'll try to catch you in the field. So this will be a great event and I'm really looking forward to it to see how it's going to work because in my prediction going to be tons of injuries unfortunately because it's really like hard surface. And Ilya is kind of uh, too too polite to say but if your team wants to some extra focus during this I know that you can uh, hire him to take some extra nice pictures for during games. He will take of course overall pictures but he can also help you get some really really nice pictures and focus on your team a little bit extra and all photographers in the ultimate world needs funds to get better so please consider this yeah thank you henrik hashtag uh, work for food <laughs> <laughs> and uh, can you uh, also tell us something about upcoming tournaments henrik which one is on your mind yeah well uh, the next tournament for the dollar is uh, in lithuania uh, we are going to uh, an indoor beach tournament in uh, vilnius uh, which is called Winter Beach. I think it's the first one, right? Ever? I think so. I haven't yes. seen it before. And, and I was looking at the, like the teams coming. There's a lot of teams coming to this tournament. So I was. I thought it would be like eight teams or something like that. Indoor so beach. Indoor beach. Am I the only one thinking of the Truman Show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no, not anymore. I'm, and now I'm thinking about it as well. Okay. Yeah. Actually, my team is Salzplus is going too, so it's really really cool that we're going because we will go to Portugal in what when is it? I May. Yeah, yeah we're going May. to Portugal Close. in May, and uh, we this is really good to train for us, like for this tournament. So it's really close also, so it's perfect for us to get ready. Yeah. Other than that, I know that there's a really cool tournament uh, in Norway. Uh, in, uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it's in Norway uh, and it's called the Battle of Oak Hill. And the funny thing about this tournament that it's only played on leap years, which means that uh, it's 29th. Because in February, usually there are only 28 days, but every fourth year they do uh, 29 as well. Uh, we do 29 as well. And this tournament only is played during those dates. Interesting. Yeah. Why so? I, do you know I, I don't know the history of it. But I heard it on this very good uh, podcast, actually, and other uh, podcast about the Ultimate Frisbee called the Paulcast by my friend Paul. Mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I know that uh, we are trying to get the team together to go there because it seems like uh, I think that uh, Norway tournaments are underrated and that Norway is a growing community. So I think that. If you got the chance to go to Norway, I know it's kind of expensive with food, but the, it's a really great country and great people. So, more frisbee for Norway. More frisbee for the people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Any more? Yeah, I think we, we got one more tournament in Ukraine. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Yeah, the there name? is a, in the end of February, there is a tournament called Hoverla Cup. What? Hoverla. What the? What? Do, it Cup. Do it again? Hoverla. Okay. okay. There is a name of the highest mountain in Ukraine called Hoverla, basically. And this tournament is not happening on the mountain. It's happening indoors. That would be so cool. <laughs> You're welcome to host a tournament on Hoverla, Henrik, on actual mountain. I'm, no, I'm really gladly visit it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> especially with your knees. Yeah. It will be great. 
But actually, there is tournament in a great indoor hall. It's probably a little hard to get there because it's not like in a capital, not near Kiev, on the West Ukraine. But still, if you are, for example, from Poland and looking for a tournament to have fun, to chill, especially like under a great budget, so not spend much money, I really recommend you to visit Ukraine and uh, had a great time. And when is this? It's uh, like in the middle of uh, February. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this, our first inaugural wow. podcast. Wow, guys. Nice yeah, work. Well we done. And, and, and thank you, everybody that had listened. All the thousands um, of if, people listening. If, listen if, to if you are still listening at this point, um, you know, give give us another chance. We, we, we're we beginners. Yeah. Um, we, we will get better at this. Uh, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> and we will, we will re- rely on your input for, for some of the content as well. So the, the email again is the ultimate life podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also the, the next... feedback maybe yeah, sorry, sorry yeah, uh, also the feedback for this we would really like to know what we could do better so that could also be sent to the email yeah. absolutely. absolutely i know we are pushing for uh, for you to interact with us but it's for us it's so much more fun if you do like even if you just want to say hello uh, and uh, have a nice day that would still be awesome in my book definitely and uh, the theme the theme for next time is spirit of the game which has been brought up a couple of times today uh, so we'll go more deeply into that henrik yeah spirit of the game and uh, what we want <laughs> once again is for you like we had a couple of questions in the beginning of the episode uh, during santa social and uh, please send in more questions about this topic it can be anything like do your own uh, like angle on this, on uh, what spirit of the game is for you or yeah, anything. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll hear from you and enjoy healthily your obsession with Ultimate Frisbee. See ya. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>